Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. This is the Sue Free Show, talking about life, relationships, and achieving. Here's your host, Sue Freeze. Thank you so much for joining the Sue Free Show. I am, as always, very excited to be here today. Normally what I do when I, when I get on this show is, obviously, I want to I do what God wants me to do. And how do you know that you're doing what God wants you to do? So, so this show is going to be on discernment. So in case you're wondering, I'm telling you right up front, we're going to talk about discernment. Uh, sometimes I take rabbit trails because the Holy Spirit might lead me down a direction. But I always come back around. So uh, I will tell you this, that anybody that's tuned in to this show, I can tell you that the Lord won't let you go away without learning something. Now it's up to you whether you want to turn those ears up and you want to be in a discerning mode where you're paying attention to what's being said and really getting the message of what God wants you to get. Sometimes, you know, you can have three people in a room hearing the same words being spoken. But have you ever asked the person, you know, what did you get? What's the golden nugget you got? And a lot of times I do that in a group setting. I'll say, so what are you coming away with? What, what is the golden nugget? And every single person that I ask the question to comes back with something different, even though we all heard the same message. It depends on where we are, you know, where we are in our lives and what's going on with us, where our heart is, where our head is, where our feelings are, our emotions, as to what we're going to receive because each one of us is unique. You know that, right? We all are unique. God created us uniquely because he had a specific purpose for us. So when we are in a learning mode, which we should, in my opinion, always be in a learning mode. We need to always be learning. You know, Have you ever been with somebody that just you felt like they just felt they knew it all? Have you? I have. And it is the most frustrating thing. The Lord in Proverbs and in other places in the Bible, he talks about the humble spirit. He talks about the humble man or woman. And there's a thing about humbleness that goes along with being teachable. And as leaders... One thing that I read a long time ago and on another uh, show was that a leader needs to be teachable. And I think that's so true, isn't it? The leader needs to be teachable. So as a parent, do you know it all about how to raise your children? I think we learn very rapidly that we don't know it all about raising children. You've been given this responsibility, and now what? And I can tell you that it changes all the time, and those that are going through the children parenting stages, you understand that what worked yesterday doesn't work today, and it won't work tomorrow. So we have to be ahead of it. I have the same thing with my business and my employees. Every single person is unique. Every single person has their own personality, what their gifts are, and also what 
motivates them? What keeps them lit? You know, what what uh, what helps them want to do more, be more? We have to find that out. And as leaders, what is our goal? Our goal is to teach, and our goal is to help people understand, you know, what the goal is and and maybe how we're going to get there. Things change along the road. So all of these things that I just mentioned, one thing in common with all of those things is discernment. And part of discernment is wisdom. It's just taking all those experiences that we've had up until this point. You know, when you do something and you get spanked or you do something that, and, and the outcome isn't really what you wanted. You learn from that. At least I hope you do. If you don't, then you're going to go through the same things over and over and over again. The best thing to do is to pay attention and learn from what you go through, the choices we make. My mom used to say, you suffer the consequence or you reap the rewards. And mom, she's in heaven, and thank you, mom, for that, because it's true. And nobody has control or power. The Lord does, but no one here on this earth has the power to make you choose. You have that And if you don't, you're in a bad situation because we all have a right and we have the freedom to be able to make choices that they're going to affect us. So discernment, it's much more than mere decision making, isn't it? It's a habit. It's a way of seeing that can permeate our whole life. As it makes clear in John 9, it is the movement from seeing things merely from a human perspective to seen from a spiritual vantage point, continually looking for evidence of the work of God in order to join him in it. That's a really good description. Discernment is a quality of attentiveness to God that over time develops into the ability to sense God's heart and purpose in any given moment. We become familiar with the tone, quality, and content of God's voice. We notice how God is present for us in the moment. We wonder, where is God unfolding his work of love and redemption? And what is my most authentic response? These are wonderful things to be thinking, questioning, and asking yourself. And asking God. I have a personal situation right now. And some people like it when I bring my personal things in, and some people wish I wouldn't. So you can never, if you haven't learned this yet, you can't please everybody all the time. You just can't. But God set me in front of this microphone. He's, he placed me in this position. I don't take that lightly at all. And I want to make sure that what I bring to the table is authentic, and it's from my heart, but also spirit-led. So I have a situation right now, and and those that have listened to the Sue Free Show any length of time have heard me talk about the God dream. And this dream is so much bigger than me that there is no way it could be anything but God that makes it happen. And I put it out on the airwaves, and I've put it out wherever I go. People know about the Sue Free's God dream, the dream that is from God. And it is a ranch where, yes, ranches usually have horses. And it has property, and it has a building with many rooms for mothers that are in a violent, bad situation. And 
God wants them to be in a safe harbor, a safe place, a hopeful place where they can get back up on their feet again. And it takes courage to walk out, to get out of a bad situation. But it's very hard to get out if you have nowhere to go. Very hard, if not impossible. You stay because you have nowhere else to go. So God put on my heart a long time ago that I'm supposed to somehow, only with God's help, provide a place to go for moms to get back up on their feet, a safe place for their children. So I'm in a position right now where I'm in escrow, nine acres of land. It just happened. It happened so quickly. I'm going, whoa, whoa, wow, you know. Uh, and and I'm, I, I'm just second-guessing myself, and I'm, I'm kind of um, having a little anxiety over uh, the money and what it's going to take to make this happen. And, you know, yes, I need to be discerning. And I also need to, you know, I'm trying to gain all the facts I can so that I'm making the right uh, choices and the right decision in this situation. So I'm really feeling pressed down and depending on God's discernment, I'm asking for him to give me discernment in this whole situation. And Thursday is the deadline to where I can get out without too much problem. And if I don't uh, get out, then I'm, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. So I have till Thursday. So I only had 17. Yes, my favorite number. I only had 17 days to gain the information. The, the discovery stage where you get an appraisal and you have a home inspection and you have people come and check things out to make sure everything is in working order. So all of that is going on right now. So if you feel like praying for me, please do. Um, and so discernment is like really big on my list right now. It's like top of mind for me. It's like, Lord, please give me the discernment. Put a roadblock, a big one to where I don't get this property, either I don't get the loan or I something goes not right and everything's been going right. It's, it's like everything is falling into place so easily. So I'm like, oh, wow. But it's a lot of work. And Sue Freeze has a lot going on already. Okay, so it's like, do I really need another project right now? Really, God? Do I need another project right now? But see, this is God. This is God's thing. It's not Sue Freeze's thing. But I need to be open, willing, oh boy, to be used. And I've already had my first call of a woman in distress. I don't even have the place yet. I'm like, okay, is that you, God? Because I have somebody that needs a place to go right now. But I don't have the place yet. And I've called Sheepfold, who I've had on the air like probably four years ago. And when I was talking to them, I'm saying, you know, down the road, I know that something's going to happen here, and I'm going to need to know more about what you do because this is exactly what they do. They're in Orange County. So guess what? On my way to put the offer in for this place, I called Sheepfold. They happened to be gone. I think they were in Israel. They just got back, and I just got a message today saying, we would love, Sue Freeze. We would love for you to come and for us to help you with this this situation. We want to teach you what we've learned and there's a lot to learn. And we want to teach you and make this as, as easy as possible. And it won't be easy. You're listening to The Sue Free Show on KKLA 99.5. And thank you, San Diegans, for listening. And uh, the word, KDAR. 
and uh, KUHL up in Santa Maria. Thank you so much. And this show's been going on for eight and some, you know, eight years and some. Uh, and while I'm doing this little uh, little side note here, I want to let you know that the ladies' night or ladies' luncheon with Sue Freeze, it's lunch with Susie. We have dinner with Susie and lunch with Susie, and it's kind of a new idea, new concept. We actually have our first date and place, and it's going to be at the KKLA radio station. Can you believe that? They have a glass room, conference room, right at the station where I'm sitting right now. And they have said yes to me, which I think is so wonderful and I'm so appreciative. And I can have a total of 20 people come. And it doesn't have to be women. It doesn't have to be men. It can be whomever it feels that they want to be part of this. And it's 20 people in an intimate setting. We're going to have food uh, brought in. The tickets are $25 each. And that helps. That's going to pay for the food that we have delivered. So um, I've already had like seven people tell me when I first mentioned this that they really wanted to come. They feel that they're supposed to come. And so if seven, what's left? Thirteen more people. Um, So I'm putting it out there in the airwaves because uh, the first 20, I'm going to have to stop there. I can maybe have a couple in case someone can't make it. And it's a two-hour conversation and meal with Susie, me. (laughs) And uh, we're going to talk about whatever you guys want to bring up. Whatever you want to talk about, I'll be praying, asking the Holy Spirit to guide. But we'll talk about whatever it is that you feel you want to talk about. And then after that, two people from that luncheon I'm going to be inviting into the studio because after the luncheon, I'm going to be doing a show. And so I will invite two of the 20, and we'll talk about this a little bit ahead of time, of course. We'll prepare because we have to prepare in order to give God the best. So um, I have a little radio packet, ask you for seven questions and what you really want to talk about on the radio. You know, if you have a story, we all do. Uh, you know, what's the message you want to deliver to the people listening? This radio show is for the listener. It's for you. It's it's to let other people know that we're not alone in anything we're doing. We're not alone. There's other people that have gone through uh, similar things, maybe not exactly, but similar things. And there is power and there's comfort in experiencing somebody else that might be going through something similar. And even if it was in the past, it's still somebody that can relate more to your situation. So I really am inviting each and every one of you, if you'd like to come, it's Glendale. Now, after that, we have one that's going to go on at Gulliver's in Orange County. Um, I have a radio. Uh, I have another one. It's a dinner, and it's going to be in San Diego, and I just, I just got that confirmation, and I forgot to write it down so I could tell you when that is. Uh, I don't have a date yet, but I have a place because the restaurant has already said yes in San Diego. So uh, KPRZ is going to help me with that one. Uh, Ventura, Santa Barbara, we're going to do something up there. If you know of a place that would work, please let me know. How do you let me know? How do you connect with me? That was your question, wasn't it? You go to Sue Freeze, spelled like fries, one word, dot com. And when you go there, there is a place where you can put your name, your contact information, and anything you want to say in there. I'm the only one that reads those, and I will connect with you there. 
So if you want to be part of this, and I hope you do, I'd love to meet you. I really want to meet each and every one of you. And um, we'll just get to know each other on a, on, a, on a more intimate basis, you know. This is kind of a one-way relationship. You realize that. And I kind of like two-way relationships. I like it where you can see me, I can see you, we can laugh together, maybe cry together, pray together, and eat together. That's what I want. And so I'm hoping that you'll connect with me on that level. It would be wonderful to meet you, see you. And some of you have been connecting with me all along, Evelyn. Uh, there's quite a few of you. Uh, I really want to meet you, too. I want to meet you. I mean, I feel like I already know you because we go back and forth in, in conversation over the Internet. But I'd love to meet you face-to-face. So please join me, would you? I'd really like that. So uh, Danny Morris and Chuck Colson wrote, In Discerning God's Will Together. As important as the practices of discernment are, it would be improper to list them before the habit of discernment. Because if the Holy Spirit has not been welcomed into the life of the discerner, practices of discernment will be empty and impotent. The habit of discernment constitutes a way of being by which we are steeped in spirituality as a way of life. The habit of spirituality precedes the practices of discernment. That is so true. And what we do on a regular basis are habits and your habits form who you are your character you know are you a money saver or are you a money spender these are habits you know do you use foul language or do you not these are habits do you bite your fingernails do you not these are habits Cultivating the habit of discernment means we are always seeking the movement of God's spirit so we can abandon ourselves to it. Sometimes abandoning ourselves to the will of God is like floating down a river. We relax and allow the current of the river to carry us along. At other times, it is more like trying to run the rapids or ride a large wave. We must keep our body and mind attuned to the dynamic of the water so we can ride it to its destination rather than being toppled by its force. Either way, we do not set the direction or the speed of the current. Rather, we seek the best way to let the current carry us in the direction God has for us. That is such a great visual, isn't it? And I'm I'm thinking about my situation right now and how I'm feeling right now, and I feel a little toppled. And I'm hoping I'm going the direction God's wanting me to go. Uh, I'm really not convinced at this moment, okay? The, the um, clarity is not there yet. It's just not there yet. But it's, it's getting closer. And the more information, the more facts I have is causing me to be more comfortable with the situation. And there's nothing wrong with that, right? Gaining the facts, getting the information. It's empowering. It can be. It can also stop things in its tracks and say, you know what? Wrong path. It's not going the way it should go, and it's not going to work. Testing the spirits. You have to test the spirits. How do you do that? Another crucial aspect of discernment is what Scripture calls discernment of the spirits. 1 Corinthians 12.10, testing the spirits to see whether they are from God. 1 John 4.1. The discernment of spirits 
helps us to distinguish the real from the phony, the true from the false, in the external world, but also in the interior world of our own thoughts and motives. As we become more attuned to these subtle spiritual dynamics, we are able to distinguish between what is good, that which moves us toward God and his calling upon our lives, and what is evil, that which draws us away from God. That's a good question to ask when you're questioning the situation or if you have this anxiety in your heart or you can't sleep, you're tossing and turning. You know, these are all things that you need to be paying attention to. The inner dynamics of discerning the spirits as consolation and desolation. Consolation is the interior movement of the heart that gives us a deep sense of life-giving connection with God, others, and our authentic self. That's what I want. How about you? We may experience it as a sense that all is right with the world, that we are free to be given over to God and love, even in the moments of pain and crisis. Desolation is the loss of a sense of God's presence. Indeed, we feel out of touch with God, with others, and with our authentic self. It might be an experience of being off-center, full of turmoil, confusion, and maybe even rebellion. Or we might sense our energy draining away, tension in our gut, or tears welling in our eyes. Consolation and desolation are not mere emotions. They are visceral in the body experiences that precede emotion or effect. Alerting us to truth that is sensed and known in the inward being before we are conscious of it. For instance, you might be going through something very difficult, perhaps the death of someone close, quitting a job, or ending a relationship that is not good for you. There's certainly a sadness or fear and concern about the future, but underneath these emotions, you might also identify a deep sense of well-being. The peace that passes understanding, Philippians 4, 7, one of my favorite verses. God's presence comforting or leading you. This is consolation. I've experienced this firsthand, even in a bad situation where you know that it's not the way you want it to go, but you know that it's the way it has to go, and you have God's blessing. It's, there's something about that. It can go other way, either way as well. You might experience something that seems good to you or others, a promotion at work or an advantageous relationship. But deep inside, you sense anxiety, disease, dread. You sense that you will not be able to maintain the truest aspect of yourself. This is desolation. Your body knows and is telling you something your mind doesn't want to know or may not be ready to know yet. This aspect of discernment, says Ernest Larkin in Silent Presence, depends greatly on our spiritual and psychological maturity. If we are ambivalent and divided by chaotic emotions and neurotic conditions, our effective state will provide no positive guidance. Our task will be to understand our condition and bring order into our effective life. But as we come to achieve that discipline in proportion as we die and our lives are hidden with Christ and God, discernment becomes more effective. So all of that is saying that we have to be right. We have to be in alignment with God. That's what all that was saying, is that we need to be in his word. We need to be asking for his guidance, which I'm doing all those things. I'm still feeling this apprehension, which is okay. I'm aware of what's going on in my body. I'm aware of what's happening. And and this this whole show is about this, is that we need to be paying attention. Our bodies 
if we pay attention truly to what's going on inside our bodies, it really is a good gauge as to how we're doing in our choices. So pay attention to what's going on in your body, okay? And uh, we will be back with more of this uh, invitation to choose life. We want to choose life, not death, right? And we need this discernment. So we will be back with more of the Sue Free Show right after this brief break. Hi, this is Sue Freeze, the termite lady from Ecola Termite and Pest Control. And I'm Tyson Freeze, Sue's son, and also work at Ecola. I understand why Ecola is Southern California's number one alternative pest control company. As a child with asthma, my mother made it her number one priority to protect me from harmful chemicals and contaminants. I wrote a book about it called Learning to Breathe, about a love without bounds and a fight I refuse to lose. I'll always be thankful for my mom's love and strength during this struggle, which essentially saved my life. I'm proud knowing my mother and Ecola cares for our customers like my mom cared for me. We are offering $100 off any termite work and $50 off pest control for new customers. Just call 877-332-BUGS for details. That's 877-332-BUGS. Or online at termitelady.com. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control. As gentle as a butterfly. Love you, Mom. Ecola termite and pest control. 877-332-BUGS. Ah, this is the life, honey. A little rain, a little sun. And a delicious house to eat. Yeah, I love the taste of pine. Oh, Joey, is there anything better than being a termite? There is. Being a homeowner without termites like you. Hi, I'm Susan Freeze, owner of Ecola Termite Services, California's leading termite and pest control company. This time of year, termites are looking for a home, your home. Chances are they've already moved in. Give them a little rain, a little sun, and they'll start swarming and nesting, raising their kids. Thousands of hungry kids. We'll get rid of your unwelcome house guests quickly and conveniently. We use microwave, electric gun, and the Ecola heat process that effectively kills termites without the move out hassle or embarrassment of tinting. Call us at 1 800 332 BUGS. Joey, it's getting hot in here. Yeah, shocking too. Mother was right. You're a lousy provider. Oh. Ecola, powerful termite and pest control, as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about our lifetime renewable warranty. Call 1 800 332 BUGS. Thank you so much, Ecola Termite and Pest Management Services, for sponsoring the show. And if you'd like to sponsor this show, I welcome that. Uh, Just get in contact with me, and we will discuss uh, the possibilities, okay? Uh, Just connect with me, would you? I really want to hear from you. And Learning to Breathe is a book that I wrote, and uh, it's really helpful. People say, you know, Sue, it's not just about asthma. It's not just about. And... And, you know, my friends are right. Uh, people that I talk to, they're right. It isn't. It's, it's kind of my life story, at least a section of my life. And it's very interesting when you write a book that has to do with something that has happened. You know, you, you have to create a timeline. And if you have never done a timeline of your life, it's very informative because you find that things happen in certain uh, year segments. Mine is seven. Things happen in seven years, seven years this, seven years this, seven years. It's really interesting when I laid it all out on paper. So if you want to do this, it's very simple. You know, you were born here. You start the line there, right? And then you just go straight across and you're saying 10 years, 15. And and you have memory. You have memory about things that have happened in your life to keep you, well, how old was I when that happened? Right? That, that was a common question I asked myself. 
how old was I when that happened? And then it was my kids. I would everything in my life was oh my my daughter or my son was two or five or this happened when they were you know so so it's very interesting. What I discovered was most of my timeline had to do with crisis in my life. And not crisis to the point of life and death, but crisis just a big lesson that Sue Freeze needed to learn. I, I don't know how to explain that any better, but it was like things that I had to endure, I had to thrust through, I had to get through. With God's help, of course. It's when God shows up the most, is when you need him most, he's there. Sometimes we just think we can handle it without him. I know, you're shaking your head, yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. But I just thought it was very interesting that my timeline, the little divots of memory, had to do with something that something we had to overcome or an incident that happened that had to do with crisis or sadness or a lesson. Uh, not so much going to Disneyland or you know something fun and happy, although we had vacations and those were fun and there was always something that happened like breakdown and you know on the freeway or whatever and we remembered those things so it's very interesting how that happens and it just made me realize that without the downs you don't really appreciate the ups number one and the lesson that we learn I heard this and you'll you'll understand I think is film develops best in the dark I think we do too. And, and in the dark doesn't mean that we stay there. It just means that sometimes there's darkness in our lives, not meaning the devil so much, but just, you know, that, that, that cloud that comes over that, the sad. Because if you don't have that gray day, then you're not going to appreciate that rainbow as much. If every day was a rainbow, would you really look and go, wow, look at that rainbow? No, it's because we had a lot of rain and cold and dark. And all of a sudden, the sun comes out, and wow, look at the colors in that rainbow. I recently had, uh, the first time I've ever seen, a double rainbow. Have you seen a double rainbow before? I had not, so I had to Facebook it. I took a picture, put it on Facebook. I'm, look at this, double rainbow. And the colors, I'm using my hands so much right now, you'd think I was Italian. Um, anyway, so you get my gist. I'm kind of rabbit trailing. Discernment. That was discernment. I, I, I realized my timeline just understanding that whole life lesson there of that. So if you're going to do that, just understand that that's kind of a helpful tool was for me. And I had to do that with the Learning to Breathe book. I had to do the timeline. And it was interesting. So people say it's not just about asthma. And it's not. It's kind of my life story for a period of time uh, early when my kids were little and before that when my mom told me that mom and dad were getting divorced and I'd just come from a Christian camp and just received the Lord. I just received the Lord thinking that my world and my life was going to change and be better. And I come home and find out that mommy and daddy are, are going to give it up. And it just was devastating to me. And so that was a huge one for me. Anyway, so the, so the book is about uh, that type of thing, too, and how I felt about that and how I dealt with it and so on and so forth. So get the book, would you? Just go to Sue Free, spelt like friesoneword.com, and buy the book. It's not very much money, and it has so much in it. I just recommend it highly, and I'll sign it and send it to you personally. And I'd love to see you at that luncheon on April 8th, so I hope you get to join me on that. So what were we talking about? We are talking about discernment. We were talking about uh, needing God to discern what's going on in our lives. We have to be discerning. And how do you do that? You have to have the habit of being in in a relationship with our Heavenly Father, because otherwise, who's talking to you? Where are you getting your, you know, your guidance? He is the ultimate guide. 
but you have to understand who he is and understand, is that really coming from him? So God's will for us is generally to do more of that which gives us life, gives us life. What does that mean? Deuteronomy 30, 11, 20, John 10, 10, and to turn away from those things that drain life from us. Furthermore, God points out that the wisdom that enables us to choose life is not something we will find outside of ourselves in heaven or across the ocean, but that this knowing is very near to us. It is in our mouths and in our hearts for us to notice and observe. In the New Testament, Jesus says, I have come that you might have life and have it abundantly. Many of our smaller decisions and most of our significant decisions, even decisions that require us to choose between two equally good options, involve the ability to notice what brings a sense of life, freedom in the spirit, the peace that passes understanding. Philippians 4, 7, that's the second time that verse has popped up because that's a really good verse. You know, Philippians, in my Bible, I I kind of do an overview of each chapter and what the chapter is kind of about. So Ephesians, for me, is marriage, relationships. Philippians, I have big three letters, joy. So if you want, if you're missing, if you don't have joy in your life, read the book of Philippians. If you want to understand God's uh, order for marriage, like submit, trust, honor, respect, uh, those are all in Ephesians. So those two books right there can help you out a lot if either one of those things are things that you need some attention in. Inner dynamics need not be attached to anything that is particularly momentous. In fact, they might seem relatively inconsequential until we learn to pay attention and trust what they have to tell us. That slight tension headache we get as we interact with a particular person or the aspect of our job that is inordinately draining, the life-giving energy we feel in the presence of art and beauty, the sensation of being in the flow when we are engaged in a particular activity, the feeling of peace we notice as we walk into a particular building or space. These are experiences of life and death that we can be attentive to and receive guidance from. Pay attention. Pay attention to how you feel. Do you feel life or do you feel life zapped? Side note, this ranch that I talked about in the first segment of the show, I walked in and the name of the street, I can't tell you because it's, it's got to stay private and quiet and secretively because of the, safe of the safety of the women. But the name of the uh, place, the street, is, it's just amazing, the whole story behind this. It's, it's, you know, Lord just kind of revealed certain things. And then I'm walking through the house, and every single door has a cross hanging from the middle of, uh, of the door. And I'm like, wow, that's really, that's really something. And there's just certain things in this house and, you know, in the land that – is pretty amazing. So I'm going, wow, you know, okay. Where did that come from and and why is it there and is this speaking to me and you know, should I listen to what I'm seeing, what I'm experiencing right now? And yes, I think we do need to. I think I think I do need to listen to that. How do I feel when I'm in this place? Do I sense these women in this place? Do I sense, you know, the ministry that's supposed to happen here or or not? So it's very interesting, but that's part of discernment. The opportunity to choose life is ours 
in the day-to-day choices we face, as well as in the larger decisions of our lives. This opportunity is there for us in our personal decisions and in the leadership decisions that affect many others. When we make it our habit to notice and respond to that which is life-giving, we are in touch with what is truest about God, ourselves, and our world. Then when we are called upon to make larger decisions, even in the leadership setting, we can draw upon all the understanding and awareness we are gaining to inform our decision. This was taken from Pursuing God's Will Together, a discernment practice for leadership groups. And this is by Ruth Haley Barton. I want to give credit where credit is due. So that's where this came from. And you're listening to The Sue Freeze Show. And I'm so thankful and humbled to be in front of this mic right now talking to you. And there is no coincidence except for when God wants to stay anonymous. So it is no coincidence that you're listening to this show. It's no coincidence the subject matter in which is being discussed. And there is a message for you. And whether you want to ignore it or you want to listen and take it in and get your little golden nugget, because there is one for each and every one of you, there's a golden nugget out of this. And it's not going to be the same. I opened with that comment. It's not going to be the same for everybody. But there is something for everyone uh, with this message. We all need discernment. I think we all realize that. We all need it, some more than others, because if we're making these decisions, we just I just want to do what God wants me to do. It sure makes it a lot simpler. My life is a lot simpler if I do what God wants me to do. It really is. Its simplest definition, dis- discernment is nothing more than the ability to decide between truth and error, right and wrong. Discernment is the process of making careful distinctions in our thinking about truth. In other words, the ability to think with discernment is synonymous with an ability to think biblically. Hmm. First Thessalonians 5, 22 teaches that it is the responsibility of every Christian to be discerning. But examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from every form of evil. The Apostle John issues a similar warning when he says, Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. According to the New Testament, discernment is not optional. For the believer, it is, in capital letters, required. Discernment is required. The key to living an uncompromising life lies in one's ability to exercise discernment in every area of his or her life. For example, failure to distinguish between truth and error leaves the Christian subject to all manner of false teaching. False teaching then leads to an unbiblical mindset, which results in unfruitful and disobedient living a certain recipe for compromise. Unfortunately, discernment is an area where most Christians stumble. They exhibit little ability to measure the things they are taught against the infallible standard of God's word, and they unwittingly engage in all kinds of unbiblical decision-making and behavior. In short, they are not armed to take a decidedly biblical stand against the onslaught of unbiblical thinking and attitudes that face them throughout their day. You know, we make choices every minute of every day. Sometimes we don't realize we're making a choice, whether to stop or roll a stop sign. Eat a piece of toast, have some egg. Do we want coffee? What do we want in our coffee? I could go on and on and on. But we're making decisions every minute of every day. What are we going to wear? You know, gray socks, blue socks, you know, simple things. Simple things. 
but it's a decision. It's a choice. And everything either reaps a reward or, or um, has a consequence. And we have to just realize that every second is a choice. You know, are you going to exercise today? Are you not? That's kind of a bigger one. You know, are you going to, are you going to walk up those stairs? Or are you going to take the elevator? You have a choice, right? Everything we do, there's a choice. Discernment intersects the Christian life at every point, and God's word provides us with the needed discernment about every issue of life. According to Peter, God has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. You see, it is through the true knowledge of him that we have been given everything we need to live a Christian life in this fallen world. And how else do we have true knowledge of God but through the pages of his word, the Bible? In fact, Peter goes on to say that such knowledge comes through God's granting to us his precious and magnificent promises. Second Peter 1.4. I'm, I'm reading this right now, and I just thought of something that I need to stop and say. And my mother-in-law is uh, celebrating her birthday today. And my mother-in-law is probably my biggest fan when it comes to this radio show. She sits in a, a rocking chair with a fan, and she turns on the radio, and she listens to the whole thing. And then we will talk, not always, but we will talk, and she'll say, Oh, that person you had on, so good. Oh, I really like that. Susie, you need to do this differently. Or, or you, you know, gosh, you know, that was really good. I didn't know that, you know, you thought like that. So we have these conversations. And tonight I'm very excited about spending tonight with her. I'm going to take her to dinner. We're going to go to Stonefire Grill. No, no advertisement there. I just happen to like it. And my mother-in-law, Patricia, she loves Stonefire Grill. So we're going to go there. And I'm, I'm very excited to do that with her today. And I got her a, a neat little present. And I just love her so much. Talk about a person who's influenced my life. That would be this woman. She says, I'm your second mom. I'm your second mom. And she's just so straight, so honest, so true. Uh, She doesn't beat around the bush at all. She just speaks it like it is. And I love that about her. But she always loves on you. She loves on you. You know, she sacrifices. She just puts others before herself. You know, she's just a wonderful woman, and I'm just so thankful that God allowed her to be my second mom. And, uh, Mom, I just want to say happy, happy birthday. I would sing, but I'll save you the – I'll save that. Um, And I just want to tell you just how much, how much I appreciate you, how much I love you. And I'm doing this right on radio because I don't care. I just love you so much, and I just want you to know that you're very special to me, and you've always been so – kind, considerate, and wonderful, and your discernment, and your prayer, the way you pray, I mean, God definitely hears you, because when you pray, things change, the world moves, and it's just amazing what happens, and the things that you've been through medically in your life, you know, the accident and everything, and you're just moving along, and you're just, you're just, you're just, you keep on going, and it's just amazing, so happy, happy birthday, and I love you so very much, I just had to do that, that just was very important to me to do. So, back to the show. Discernment, the ability to think biblically about all areas of your life, is indispensable to an uncompromising light. It is incumbent upon the Christian to seize upon the discernment that God has provided for in his precious truth. Without it, Christians are at risk of being tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. 
That's Ephesians 4.14. There is that Ephesians about relationships being tossed in the wind. We have to have a firm foundation, don't we? We have to have a firm foundation. And how do we get that? We need to understand what God's will for our lives is. We have to understand what he tells us is right from wrong because he does do that you know proverbs is really good about directing you and how to live your life if you want that direction you have one per day because there's 31 proverbs and there's not always 31 days but you get the drift and proverbs 31 is about the proverbs 31 woman and you know my mother when she died that was that was what we chose for her because she was a very hard-working woman and um you know she was a proverbs 31 woman and i would say my mom-in-law my second mom Definitely a Proverbs 31 woman. How can I increase my spiritual discernment? Do you want that question answered? I do. Discernment is defined as the quality of being able to grasp and comprehend what is obscure. An act of perceiving something, a power to see what is not evident to the average mind. The definition also stresses accuracy as in the ability to see the truth. Spiritual discernment is the ability to tell the difference between truth and error. It is basic to having wisdom. Arguments and debates surround spiritual truth because it is obscure. Jesus, speaking to his disciples about the Pharisees, said, To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. Satan has blinded the minds of unbelievers, so God must shed light on the human mind to enable us to understand truth. It is impossible to attain wisdom without God. He gives discernment or takes it away. Some have mistakenly defined spiritual discernment as a God-given awareness of evil or good, spiritual presences, the ability to tell if a demon is in the room. While some people may possess this capability, it is not the biblical meaning of discernment. Spiritual discernment ultimately has to do with the wisdom and the ability to distinguish truth from error. That's very good. Very good. Wisdom is personified in Proverbs 1 and described as someone that we can get to know. The Bible says that Jesus Christ is wisdom from God. Therefore, wisdom or spiritual discernment is something that comes from knowing Jesus Christ. The world's way of getting wisdom is different from God's way. The learned of the word gain knowledge and apply reason to knowledge to solve problems, construct buildings and create philosophies. But God does not make the knowledge of himself available by those means. First Corinthians one eighteen through 31 says the wisdom of the wise is frustrated by God who delivers wisdom to the foolish and the weak by way of a relationship with Jesus Christ. That way, no human being can boast in his presence. We learn to be spiritually discerning by knowing him. There's your answer. There it is. It is not wrong to possess knowledge or have an education. It is not wrong to use reason and logic to solve problems. Whew, so glad. However, spiritual discernment cannot be attained that way. It must be given by the revelation of Jesus Christ to the believer and then developed by way of training in righteousness and prayer. Uh, Hebrews 5, 11, 14 shows how spiritual discernment is developed. The writer speaks to those who had become dull of hearing, meaning... They had fallen out of practice discerning spirituality. The writer of Hebrews tells them that everyone who lives on milk rather than the solid food desired by the mature is unskilled in the word of righteousness. However, the mature Christian has been trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. The keys 
according to this passage, are becoming skilled in the word of God by which we define righteousness and constant practice through which we gain experience. So how does one increase spiritual discernment? First, recognizing that God is the only one who can increase wisdom. Pray for it. Then, knowing the wisdom to distinguish good from evil comes by training and practice. Go to the Bible to learn the truth and by meditation on the word, reinforce the truth. When a bank hires an employee, he's trained to recognize counterfeit bills. One would think that the best way to recognize a counterfeit would be to study various counterfeits. The problem is that new counterfeits are being created every day. The best way to recognize a counterfeit bill is to have an intimate knowledge of the real thing. Having studied authentic bills, bank cashiers are not fooled when a counterfeit comes along. A knowledge of the true helps them identify the false. Very good. This is what Christians must do to develop spiritual discernment. We must know the authentic so well that when the false appears, we can recognize it. By knowing and obeying the word of God, we will be trained by constant practice to distinguish good from evil. We will know God's character and will. This is the heart of spiritual discernment, being able to distinguish the voice of the word from the voice of God, to have a sense that this is right or this is wrong. Spiritual discernment fends off temptation and allows us to hate what is evil, cling to what is good, Romans 12, 9. Be a blessing to someone each and every day. Practice your discernment. God bless you. Bye. It's a time of the year when bugs multiply like crazy and start looking for a home, your home. Ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, and a lot of other creepy crawly critters, even rats and other varmints. It's time to call E. coli Termite and Pest Control Services. They offer complete ecological pest control of rodents and insects. E. coli has one-time services, ongoing monthly services, their most popular and economical every-other-month service, and even quarterly service for occasional pest problems. E. coli keeps rats and mice out and eliminates insects in their nests. It's the most effective way. And their termite control is legendary. So call E. coli today for a free estimate of complete pest control at 877-332-BUGS. No more creepy-crawly critters like ants, spiders, fleas, earwigs, termites, rats, and other pests. Call them at 877-332-BUGS. 877-332-BUGS. E.C.O.L.A. Powerful pest control services as gentle as a butterfly. Ask about their two-year warranty. Call 877-332-BUGS. Cable news. Noisy. Boring. Out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525.